Deceptions Podcast. Small Wonders with Laurel Moffat. It's jacaranda season in Sydney, that time of year when the flowers of the jacaranda tree bloom and sprout lavender clouds down streets and through parks. The time of year when purple flowers fall and the sidewalks are slippery with the spent blooms is the marker of late spring. But for any high school student, it also marks exam season, the time of year when students stress about getting answers right and dreading the ones they get wrong. Many times parents, and I'll include myself here, see the exam and the exam result as the greatest evidence of learning placing so much importance on getting all the answers correct and attaining the best exam result that all other factors of education are eclipsed and the learning diminished. While exams are an important educational milestone, seasonal markers in a school calendar as predictable as jacaranda season, they aren't actually the end game of any educator I've met. Far from it. If you spend any amount of time around good teachers, then you may have heard them use the phrase transfer of learning. This is the ability to transfer something you learn in one context and apply it in another. Transfer of learning is the goal of many teachers as it's an indication that knowledge has not only been attained, but it's been adapted and applied. It means that whatever has been taught has been received by the students, learned, and is more likely to be retained long-term. Which, when this happens, is a great big tick for any teacher. But it's not something that always reveals itself right away. It can take months, years even. What does transfer of learning look like? Ideally, it looks like doing good work in the world. It can look like using the knowledge of geometry in the architectural design of a building. It can look like using the knowledge of anatomy and physical movement in the development of a brand of shoes or in the layout of a kitchen. It can look like using the principles of the scientific method to conduct marketing research. It's about holding together disparate ideas and drawing a line of reasoning between them. It's about connecting the dots. The end result of the successful transfer of learning makes it look like a student in one field has so mastered content from that field, has in essence gotten it all right, that the outworking of all that correctness, rightness, is the ability to then use that knowledge in another context 
However, recent studies in the field of educational psychology have found that it is not all the rightness, all the correctness that best yields the far transfer of learning, but rather the ability to be wrong. It's called the daring effect. And researchers have found that the ability to be wrong, specifically intentionally being wrong in low-stakes situations, so we're not talking about final exams here, this yields greater transfer of learning, including far transfer to very different areas of knowledge. And this is the goal, this far transfer, to be able to connect dots that are very far away from each other. The results of the daring effect outperform those of learning techniques that focus on only being right. What does this look like? Everything in this world is made up of matter. And those matters behave with each other in certain ways. And that, students, is chemistry. In one study, subjects were taught the meaning of a scientific term. The term they used was adaptation. And the definition given was, adaptation is a trait that increases the probability that an individual will leave offspring in subsequent generations. One group of subjects was told to focus on copying the term and its definition without any errors, while other subjects were told to learn the scientific term and then deliberately create an incorrect definition. When questioned later on the meaning of the term, the subjects who had erred deliberately outperformed those who had been told to copy out the correct definition. It turned out those who were wrong were actually right. The subjects who erred deliberately were better at retaining the memory of the definition and they also displayed more nuanced and abstract reasoning, meaning they could more successfully apply the knowledge gained in a distant and more complex situation. This is what is meant by far transfer. Learning and the transfer of that learning were not as strong when the subject's aim was only about being correct, nor was it as great when an error was made accidentally and was then corrected. And it wasn't as strong when someone else made an error that was then spotted and pointed out. The best retention of knowledge and transfer of that learning to the greatest distance came when a subject knew the correct answer and had essentially tested that answer by also knowing the wrong answer. The best learning occurred when the subject knew what was right and what was wrong and could articulate both, but more importantly, was willing to be wrong and corrected. It's not easy to be wrong these days, or to admit it. This seems to be a season heavy with rightness, and its twin blooms of a voracious need to be correct and righteous indignation in the face of any perceived wrong. Good things, though, can come from being wrong and knowing it and being willing to admit it. 
It isn't enough to only want to be right. It isn't enough to only see the errors in others. It isn't enough to be wrong and not admit it. In order to do the deepest learning, the furthest transfer, we must be willing to be wrong, but more importantly, know that we have been wrong and be willing to admit it. There's a letter from the first century of the Common Era that talks about right and wrong and learning. It was from the Apostle Paul to a man named Timothy, who Paul calls my dear son. There's a world of love in such a phrase, don't you think? If Timothy holds the affection of a dear son for Paul, it's reasonable to presume that Paul writes as a father or father figure. And with any piece of father-son correspondence, there's always the potential for some fatherly advice. And in this, Paul does not disappoint. His advice is loving and fatherly, full of affection for Timothy, who he says he longs to see so that he will be filled with joy. His advice, in part, is about learning and the transfer of that learning. Paul encourages Timothy to take what he has learned from him, to test it, and to apply it in the context of his life. Paul reminds him Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. This is the core of his teaching. If there was going to be an exam, you might say this is the correct answer. But interestingly, he's willing to be treated as wrong for his answer. But he does not leave Timothy with only the right answer. He also offers an example of the wrong one. Avoid godless chatter, because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus who have departed from the truth. They say that the resurrection has already taken place and they destroy the faith of some. It's not enough to only know the right answer and identify the wrong answer in others. At the end of his letter, Paul instructs Timothy to continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Jacaranda Blooms Exam Season Right and Wrong The transfer of learning that goes the farthest is not learning only for learning's sake, but one that pursues the truth, specifically as communicated in this letter, the truth of God. Such learning is willing for God's truth to instruct in what is right 
and reveal what is wrong, to correct the wrong, and then build on the rightness so that the one who belongs to God can be a part of transferring that learning and that love to distant realms and complex places and to do every good work. Deceptions Podcast.